0: The epistle reading for this morning as well as the basis for this morning's message comes from the letter to Paul, from Paul to the Ephesians, beginning in the 6th chapter at the 10th verse, and Paul wrote these things. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. that my words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And that's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O Lord, you've given us one day at a time long enough for laughter to follow any tears, deep enough for prayer and silence to dance together, time enough to help someone in need, plenty of time to notice beauty and praise the maker, the right time to embrace friends, smile at strangers, play with children, sing praise to you, and we thank you for all of it. We praise you for this day that we've been given. Amen. And part of doing this job is that you realize your shortcomings a lot of times, um, and then you make adjustments. So I'm going to do a chalk talk this morning without the chalk, because I realized this morning that my drawings are really lame, and I don't think they helped much. So I'm going to try and illustrate without drawing, just so you can use my words, and I'll try to use areas on my body to help illustrate what I'm talking about. No, Michael, that's okay, but thanks for offering. (laughs) That's the real truth. I'm just really embarrassed in front of Michael to be drawing. He says, well, I love Pictionary. I said, so do I, but I draw things, and then when people don't get it, I don't know what else to draw. I just point at it again. (laughs) makes sense to me. Now, many of you that have come to know me um, well know that I have been a peace advocate for many years. My license plate is rev 4 Peace. I've been paying extra for that for 20 years, just to drive it around so people can look at it and say, hey, hopefully they say, hey, that makes sense. Um, So being a peace advocate, I don't spend much time with military imagery. In fact, I'm not real fond of it. Um, But as I reread this passage from the letter of Ephesians, I'm just amazed at the genius of Paul and how he reclaims this military imagery to be a real positive thing for us. And it also reminded me of a song that I've known from my youth. So I'm going to ask for you to help me this morning. Would you please stand where you are? We're going to sing it together. And it has motions, and I expect you all to try them as best you can, because I'm up here trying them with you. So here we go. Let's march. It goes like this. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly or the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army, yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army, yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army, yes, sir. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly or the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. Hey, that's pretty good. Thank you. Now you may not remember another thing that I say today, but I guarantee you, sometime this week, that song's going to pop up into your head. There's an old Arabic folktale that goes like this. It's about a man who went to his tent one night, and after lighting a candle, he reached over for a fig. But he saw that it was full of worms, so he threw it away, and he reached for another one. And it also was full of worms. So after several attempts to find a fig without worms, the man blew out the candle and reached for a fig. And unable to see if it was full of worms, he ate it in the darkness. Now I want you to think, because I think this is true of us, many of us are really like that man, thinking that what we don't know won't hurt us. Whether we acknowledge it or not, folks, there is an active power of evil in our world. But we just often pretend that it's not there rather than stand our ground and do what we can to fight it. In all the years of doing my job, all the many years spent in study and conversation with people a lot smarter than me, I have really come to believe that we are not human beings living in a spiritual world, but that we are spiritual beings that are living in a human world, and it makes a difference. So I really think that this prayer also applies to us. It goes like this. Dear Lord, so far I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, haven't lost my temper, haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. And you need to know I'm really, really glad about that. But in just a few moments, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm going to need a lot of help Amen. (laughs) You know, when you woke up this morning and you got ready for your day, you probably weren't thinking about stepping out into a battlefield. But Paul really reminds us this morning that God has given us a suit of armor that the enemy just can't penetrate. It's the armor of God. And please know the irony is not lost on me at all, and I hope not on you. That Paul, who is in chains, physically in chains, in prison, and at one time when he was in prison, he was physically chained to a Roman soldier, uses this image of a Roman soldier to illustrate for Christians how God has armed us in our journey through life. Now this packed symbol of oppression is something that people saw every single day, um, becomes reimagined as a symbol of strength and faithfulness and resolve. I think it's genius. And Paul then reminds us through this image that as humans, we are truly armed against forces that are more than human. We are truly armed against spiritual powers. Paul writes, therefore take up the whole armor of God. And we need to notice when we hear about the armor of God that most of these things are for defense. They're defensive things. They protect the soldier. And we're all concerned about protection these days. We have computer firewalls and antivirus software to protect our important info and to stop viruses from folks who just want to cause problems for others. We have security systems in our homes and in our cars. We have fire alarms and rain gear which we could have used this morning outside. We get vaccinations to protect us from disease. We protect our eyes with sunglasses and our skin with sunscreen. We have metal detectors at schools now and airports and public buildings. And all of these things are simply for our defense. They are there to protect us. And Paul says this morning, I believe, that God gets it, and that we should protect ourselves spiritually as well by daily putting on the armor of God. So the first thing you gotta put on is the belt of truth. This is a lot better than what I drew this morning. So the belt of truth. In Roman armor, the belt protected the midsection. But it also helped to hold up other armor. So one of the best defenses we have against evil, which distorts just about everything, is simply the truth. Therefore, the best witness is to live truthfully and faithfully. We are called to live a life of integrity. Please, encircle yourself first with the belt of truth. Then the breastplate of righteousness. Now, in Roman armor, the breastplate was designed to protect the vital organs, the heart and the lungs. For us, this spiritual armor protects the vital center of our faith, the heart of it, which is righteousness, or more simply put, if you want, right living. Being righteous is simply being faithful. You need to ask yourself, what would bring pleasure to Jesus? Many a Christian has fallen because they let some form of corruption enter into their lives. They let something corrupt in, or even worse in some ways, they go back and pick up some garbage that they initially left at the foot of the cross, and they reburden their lives with it. And that little chink in the armor is often enough to bring them down. So put on the breastplate of righteousness, live faithfully. Now, your shoes. Everybody, look at your shoes this morning. Shoes are important. Paul says simply to put on shoes that facilitate your work, your purpose, which is to spread the good news, the gospel of the peace of Christ. And don't you think it odd that Paul talks about the peace of Christ in the middle of this soldier portrait? Paul knew first that the peace of Christ is different than the peace of the world, that the peace of Christ is an inner peace it's a spiritual peace and when you have that you can then proclaim Christ to others because folks the good news lives in and through us put on comfortable shoes put on shoes that help you spread the good news of Jesus now hear me this morning it doesn't matter if they're running shoes golf shoes work boots flip flops or high heels or slippers every person in any kind of shoes can witness to the peace of Christ by being faithful. Then the shield of faith. You know, shields, they protected the soldier from arrows, rocks, swords, darts, clubs. And the shield of faith protects us from arrows of doubt caused by misfortune that might enter into our lives or some major calamity, or even the sin of another human being. The shield of faith reminds us of God's promise to be with us even to the end of the age. And you can hang your hat on this this morning. If nothing else, hear this. God does not go back on a promise. And then the helmet of salvation. We all know what helmets were for. They were to protect the head. And the helmet of salvation is there to protect our minds. You know, our minds, they're the strongest and the most vulnerable part of our faith. Because I love you all, but we can talk ourselves into just about anything. And we can justify nearly anything or any action until the cows come home. We fool ourselves all of the time so we need the helmet of salvation to protect our minds from distraction and discouragement please put on the helmet of salvation now I hope you notice that those five pieces of armor are solely for our defense here is your one piece of offensive equipment the sword of the spirit which is the word of God There's an old saying that goes, there is no defense like a good offense. So let me illustrate that point for just a minute. There's a story about a Marine who, while deployed overseas, received a Dear John letter from his girlfriend. In the letter, she explained that she had found someone else, wanted to end their relationship, and that she wanted her pictures back. Well, the Marine was crushed but he rose to the occasion like marines often do. So he went around to all his buddies and he collected all the unwanted photos of women that he could find. And he mailed them all back, about 25 pictures of those other women with one picture of his girlfriend with this note and he mailed them to her and he said, I don't remember which one you are, Please remove your picture and send the rest back. (laughs) There is no defense like a good offense. Now, the only weapon which we have available to us in the scriptural, spiritual armor of God is the sword of the Spirit or Scripture or the Word of God. Now, I do know some people who actually think Scripture is a weapon. And they browbeat people with it left and right. You know that sort. They're often judgmental and self-righteous. Hear me clearly this morning. That is not what scripture is for. Through the word of God, the spirit convicts. Through the word of God, God can and does change hearts of people. All you need to do is look to Jesus about what a weapon this can be. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, each time he was tempted, he responded with the words, it is written, and then quoted scripture. Hear this this morning. Evil cannot stand up to the word of God. And when you have God's word hidden in your heart and in your head through Bible study or children's songs, it bubbles up when you need it the most. So plan a good offense. Study the Word of God. Read and study the Bible. And now the purpose of this armor is to protect you, yes. But it's also to keep you ready. Ready to do the work of a child of the kingdom. And that work is really simple. It's frontline battlefield work. It's hard work. It takes dedication and focus, and it is simply this. You are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And to love your neighbor as yourself. So I encourage you this morning, this is just to encourage you, please put on the armor of God each and every day that more and more people would come to know the saving grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's all I have to say. Anybody have anything they want to add? Any questions? Thanks for listening.